Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Today in history, in 1776, Abigail Adams writes to husband John that women are determined to foment a rebellion if the new Declaration of Independence fails to guarantee their rights. history where we discuss the wackiest and weirdest things that make us say well what the fuck history i am your paradox partner zachary and if you keep up with the today in history bits we definitely fucked up the timeline here oh a thousand percent i'm megan and i was that girlfriend whispering behind abigail adams being like yeah definitely use the word foment when telling him to incite that rebellion and i'm matt Today I learned that turtles can breathe through their butts. This just in, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles had a superpower we never wanted to know about. Oh my god, I thought it was just me. (laughs) (laughs) That changes so much about how I view the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and my childhood is ruined. So I appreciate that. I just read like a whole thing. On Twitter where this guy was like, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is like a great idea for a show just because with every word it gets better. (laughs) He's like, teenagers, okay, young adults, we've all been there. We know exactly what that is. Uh, Mutants, oh, this is cool. We're getting into some fucking X-Men shit. Ninjas, hell yeah, dude, who doesn't love ninjas? Turtles, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) He's like, if you don't want to know more about the show by the time you've heard the title, you are doing something wrong. I think, like, uh, on on a spectrum, right, like an animal spectrum, choosing turtles was so out of left field. Like, what is their superpower? What are they known for? Going slow. Amazing. Ninjas are also known for that. Why don't we combine the two? (laughs) I think the only thing that would have been more wild is if they were Teenage Mutant Ninja Possums, because then you have ninjas that play dead, and I think that's beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, you're just in time for this whopper of an episode. A game of rock, paper, scissors has been played, and the order tonight is me, Megan, Zach, but I'm going to use the Uno reverse card, and I'm going to make Zach go first, and I'll bring up the rear. Also, just in case you guys didn't understand how we do the uh, rock, paper, scissors stuff, it's basically whoever wins the rock, paper, scissors decides what the hell's going on, and we have the Uno reverse cards. I don't think we've ever explained that to the people. I don't think we have. But to be fair, I don't think we we knew the rules Yeah, we never knew the rules before tonight, so... um... Because it's kind of just been an arbitrary, I win, so I'll go wherever. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. But, I mean... It is what it is. I but it's important should... for our audience to stay informed, <laughs> just in case they were worried. Keeping them abreast of the situation. Speaking of breast. <laughs> Speaking of breast, yes. Uh, I'll take it over from here. 
Um, last time we recorded, <laughs> I asked you if you wanted a a dirty episode or a dirty episode, and you oh, all picked yeah. the dirty episode. Dirty. Yeah, we and definitely as did. I talked about in the my opening. We definitely fucked up the timeline here, because this one's probably going to go before you even hear the dirty episode. And I feel like I'm just doing that because it's fun to say. Anyway. It really is. I digress. I'm there for that energy. I am always there for that energy. As I explained before we began this podcast, I am skin-starved. It still makes me cringe. It makes me think of Thanksgiving turkey because I am very weird. Anyway, yeah, that good roasted I'm skin. I'm uncomfortable when you peel it off the turkey. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> and you slurp it up. I'm gonna hop up. in my Ford Tacoma and I'm gonna go back to uh, a time when I didn't hear all of what we're talking about. <laughs> Why don't you? I cracked think... the wishbone and congratulations. We're gonna forget that even happened. Why that's don't what you want to think for. about slurping up roasted skin? <laughs> Hey, so here's what's going to happen now. I'm going to leave. I'm going to walk away from the table. Um, I'm never going to speak to Megan again for the sentence that just came out of her mouth. Slurping. Slurping. Stop. It's, need to it's like stop. 7-Eleven. It's a meat slushy. Get the fuck out of here. I'm leaving. No, no, no. no. You say that, but that actually relates to my story. Oh, Jesus. Meat slushies relates to your story? Don't judge him. This is his story. The next sound you hear will be the sound of me having walked away from this podcast. That's going to ruin the audio. Could you not? <laughs> I mean, I was going to I was gonna include an audio gag where I slam a door. Matt, I've already done that bit. It already got released a couple weeks ago. We can't redo the bit. It's too soon. No! Okay, okay, you're right. Anyway. Back on track. Let me transport the two of you to one fine day in March. Much like the one we had today. Except Mm. this day was March 3rd, 1876, in Bath County, Kentucky. I don't like things that happen in Kentucky, so... (laughs) They take a lot of baths there? Uh, Apparently. It's a small farming place in in Kentucky. Um, Well, it's Kentucky, so... That's true. So, uh, on this fine day, the wind's blowing beautifully, and the summer sun shines on the wheat fields of Kentucky. Mrs. Crouch, the wife of local Rankin Town Farmer, which is the town in Bath County specifically, was making soap on her porch when she reported something quite out of the ordinary. How very Kentucky. I'm just gonna make soap here on my porch. (laughs) It's next to my butter. (laughs) <laughs> next to my butter. I mix soap and then I do butter. It's got a weird taste. But anyway. <laughs> mm, sweetheart, this butter tastes a lot like lye. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's, you know, going to clean out all the cholesterol that the soap gives you. Mom, why is my soap making me oily? Oh, God, I mixed the batches. Oh, God, I mixed the batches. Oh, God, I swapped them. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. So Sorry. the monotony of this soap making was broken up by a, a rainstorm. A shower of sorts. But what was different about this is this was a shower of chunks of red meat. 
And from the hours of 11 until about 12.30, chunks of red meat, about two by two inches, fell from the sky in Rankin, Kentucky. I'd be thrilled. Uh, explain explain this phenomena again to me. Just meat? Yeah. Just, it's just, raining it's meat. Raining Hunks meat. of meat. Just like it's raining meat men. Meat rain? Um, yes. It's, it's a, a raining meat. Exactly. Hallelujah. Okay, so I guess I don't really need you to explain it to me again. I guess I just needed to make sure that I heard you correctly. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, Chuck Beef was just coming down from the sky. Uh, Chuck Beef also sounds like a really nice guy. Chuck Beef is a swell fella. Um, So this meat rain was actually centralized in a very particular area it was right near the house of uh mr and mrs crouch which was a centralized area of about 100 by 50 yards which for those of you who don't know is about one football field by a half a football field american sports you can tell you're in america when you're measuring distance by football field everyone all of our listeners especially the ones in uh like Taipei are going to be like, dude, I just don't, I don't care about American football. Honestly, like, what does that mean? I can say as an American, I don't give a flying fuck about American football. (laughs) And then he cracks one open to really emphasize how much he doesn't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck, but I am cracking a cold one with the boys. Anyway. (laughs) The boys meeting himself. (laughs) No, meaning meaning you and me. So, the best part about this is the kind of meat that fell from the sky was never identifiable. Oh. Yeah, although various reports suggest that it had been beef, lamb, deer, bear, horse, or even, and get this, possibly human. Oh, that's so great. She'll never have to go to the grocery store ever. Either you're having some great new catch, or you're a cannibal. Take your pick. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> honestly, if dinner isn't a Russian roulette of cannibalism, are you even having a meal? No, absolutely not. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I need to reassess my friends. I think you should keep that assessment to yourself and just appreciate the gifts that you have. Absolutely. Uh, So the meat (laughs) appeared to be beef, but it wasn't, again, identifiable. But according to the first report in the Scientific American, two gentlemen who tasted it, yes, I said that right, tasted it, Mm. judged it to be beef, I'm sorry, to be lamb or deer. Or, you know, well, that's like... Because they didn't want to admit to cannibalism. Dude, that's like... Not to detract from your story, but people like tasting random meat in places that they find. Like that's like archaeologists level where they're like, "Hey, we found the skeleton that has some meat on it. I'm just gonna try it. I'm gonna see what it is. Just gonna lick." Only it. in 1876 do we just try random f- sky meat. Like fuck. Honestly, um, like all hail the sky meat. All hail the sky meat. I would put that on as a line on my CV. All hail yeah, the sky meat. Sure. I well, think I that put, that needs yeah. to be our newest bumper sticker. No, no, no. Sticker. Tasted, tasted sky Yeah, meat. I would put tasted sky meat as, like, a whole line on my CV and be like, hire me, you cowards. Fuck Skittles. Taste the sky meat. <laughs> anyway, go ahead, Seth. So this local hunter, B.F. Ellington, which for my 
taste is way too close to Beef Wellington for Mr. my comfortability. Beef. <laughs> Are you sure this story is real? I, I am. I did my research. It is absolutely real, and it is fucking bonkers. So B.F. Ellington, who is a local hunter in the Bath County area, identifies the meat as bear meat, but. Like, also, who's to fucking say? Yeah, dude. Like, meat is meat at some point, I think. Okay, again. No. No. Cannibalism. (laughs) Maybe. Megan, darling, cannibalism is bad. Maybe. (laughs) It's not the apocalypse. We can't justify it. Yeah. Maybe, she goes. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I said maybe you're going to be the one that saves this fucking story because it's bonkers. So Leopold Brandeis, who is a scientist, writes in the Sanitarian, which is the worst fucking name for a magazine or editorial. But I digress. Sounds gross. It sounds white and sounds like a magazine was printed on a toilet paper roll. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> writing in the sanitarian napkin. Just kidding, the sanitarian. Um, <laughs> Leopold Brandeis identifies part of this meat as Nostoc, which is a type of cyanobacteria, which is not good. Uh, if you didn't know, the town I grew up in had a terrible cyanobacteria problem what? in a lake. And that's why they had to close the lake about every couple of years. What? Anyway. I live this... too close to you to be comforted by this. I did a whole study You're talking on it. about cannibalism and you're worried about a bacteria? Let's relax here, Megan. Listen, I have my priorities. <laughs> There's limits. I, I'm okay with cannibalism. I'm not okay with bacteria. <laughs> Megan <laughs> Chapman, 2021. <laughs> Okay, so he identifies part of this meat as a type of cyanobacteria, and he gives a meat sample to the Newark Scientific Association for further analysis. And he ends up getting a letter from a Dr. Alan McLean Hamilton. I'm sorry, I forgot that he has two last names. Uh, Dr. Alan McLean Hamilton. Uh, Only the best people do. Exactly. Uh, And it appears in the medical record, which is another publication, and states that the meat had been identified as lung tissue from either a horse or, or, a human infant. No. What the fuck? I don't understand this story anymore. And this is a real thing that happened. Yes, absolutely. Uh, And it quotes that the structure of the organ in those two cases are almost identical. I don't so, understand geez, biology yes. anymore. Not that I did before. Yeah, I don't I don't get it either. But horse meat and human infant lung tissue are apparently the same. So Is it specifically in, like human infants specifically and horses? Infant. I'm officially naming my first son Seabiscuit. <laughs> son, you're the closest to a horse I will ever be. <laughs> Once he grows up, once he becomes a toddler, I'm changing the name. But upon what birth... What year was this in again? 1876. Oh, yeah. So their scientific equipment was yeah. really top fucking notch, They didn't know dude. shit, dude. They don't understand the double helix of a DNA structure yet. I don't well, fucking trust them. Also, germ yeah, theory exactly. was relatively uh, <laughs> on the new frontier of scientific so achievements. I have, I have a feeling that, you know, they're... 
their basis for scientific exploration was like, well, this tissue from a child looks a lot like horse lung. Yeah, they fucking eyeballed it, man. <laughs> they were like, mm, meat is meat is meat. You say that, but... Oh, God. The God. composition of the sample ends up being sent to, like, a whole bunch of labs all over the world and is backed mm. up by further analysis. With two samples of the meat ended up being identified as lung tissue, three as muscle, uh. and two as cartilage. So it's a whole bunch of stuff. Yucky. And to this day, we don't know, because also 1876, how grades are records, but we don't know how exactly the Kentucky meat shower, which it is called, actually happened. But there are a couple of explanations and theories as to how the meat happened. Lay them on um, me, baby. I'm laying it on you. <laughs> the most popular being the is the vulture theory, in which a group of vultures ended up just regurgitating their meals after being startled into taking flight. However, I don't know if I actually subscribe to this theory because the meat shower lasted about an hour long. That's a fuck ton of puking. Yeah, and dude. I've had and my that's a lot of vultures. I have had my fair share of drinking and hangovers, and I don't know anyone to be able to puke for an hour straight. Especially vultures, Sorry. dude. I don't know vulture anatomy. I don't. I don't know what can startle a vulture that badly where they throw up for a solid hour, but those birds are dead. As you and we have stated, we are barely history professionals. We are fucking not biology professionals. Oh, yeah. So I have no clue about avian theory. Vultures? Sure. Why not? Yeah, dude. Yeah, but like, here's the thing. Yeah, go on. Yucky. Okay. Yes, uh, absolutely. Your, your observations have been duly noted, and they will be added to the minutes. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. <laughs> Thank you. Cool. Duly That's noted, all that matters to It me. is disgusting. Um, yeah. However, Ooh, yes. Girls are disgusting. That is my story. How in March 3rd, on March 3rd, 1876, either a bunch of vultures decided to puke their guts up of decomposed meat that might have been lamb, beef, deer, bear, horse or infant, or the eldritch abominations decided to pay us a visit. I'm going with the second one. I think it's definitely the second one. Yeah, you one. mentioned something about uh, eldritch abominations last week, which, you know, will be multiple weeks in the future for yes. those following along in the timeline. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I am theorizing, and I'm stating it now, which will eventually be backed up many months in the future when the, late, the episode we just recorded gets released, that I'm just going with Eldritch Abominations for everything in history. It's the only explanation. It's like Crocker thinking everything's fucking Fairies. fairy godparents. Fairy godparents! Exactly. However, it's uh for Zach. It's just like fucking H.P. Lovecraft did it. Eldritch abominations. Yeah, hell yeah. So uh, it's it's Cthulhu constantly. So there there have been you know uh, different accounts of weird things raining from the sky before. You know frogs and snakes and gelatinous I was about to say there's materials. been a hail of frogs in other places and other mysterious things being rained down from the sky. I mean yeah. for all we know there could have been a tornado that 
or or something that picked up a whole bunch of meat from a meat factory and then uh, yeah. it just I ended mean, up raining down. The infant the ecosystem meat does that. Kind of throws that theory out the window, but like if the infant okay, meat but again, wasn't a thing, it the testing wasn't really that great. Yeah, that thing, and that's so I'm not no, really sure. That's how, sort of what how accurate infant meat. Yeah, really is. Yeah, I mean, it, it just said either it ranged from a half ton to full ton horse, or an eight pound eleven ounce infant. That's a big fucking difference. And it could have been yeah. okay. There was a tornado over the glue factory, and we apparently thought it was a child meat. But okay. A child meat. Yuck, 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 yuck. One child meat, please. <laughs> One child meat, please. I'm going to go to Hello, the deli and I've ask come for... to your eating establishment, and I would like to order one child meat, please. Oh, I'm sorry. You don't serve people? I will see myself out. <laughs> I would like one baby rare. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, this this phenomenon is is pretty interesting because I remember reading about, you know, the the hail of frogs and the snakes and thinking oh my god how could that possibly happen but i don't know like scientists i'm sure if they looked into this now they'd be like oh well actually it's pretty simple we have a perfect explanation perfectly sometimes rain just makes meat (laughs) our perfect explanation is fuck the weather is weird yeah but also it's kind of fun too if you just leave things as they are and like the mystery of the meat hail shower that happened over this one poor woman's soap making process uh can just stay a mystery which i think is Is the beauty of this like it would not be as great of a historical story if it happened you know 10 years ago where we could identify exactly what kind of meat it was in fact we could tell who exactly it came from because of dna records like this happened at the right time where i can tell a story and everyone goes fuck that's disgusting what the fuck (laughs) that's cool yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, I mean, if it happened 10 years ago and it was tested and it was baby meat, that's a whole fucking Oh, yeah. That's then, true. Then we have a CSI investigation. We have a fringe episode on our hands. Fucking call Grissom and Bones. It's a crossover, baby. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, let's get this up right. and going. But that was a good well, story, Zach. Well, thank that you. That story was just incredible. But... Megan, I am interested to hear what you have to tell us. All right. So so this Justin, uh I would like to talk about uh some powerful women in history, particularly one powerful woman because I've been on a pretty um I've been on like a bit of a feminist kick because I read this uh compendium of comics that was based on strong women called Brazen. So here I am, once again, bringing another one to light. So I... Fuck yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Uh, fuck yeah, strong women. Strong women. So I feel like a lot of the times, and th- this has happened to me, uh, people will tell, like, girls or women, oh, you can't, like, really have it all, or they they point out careers or things that you can do where it's like, oh, this job is really good if you want to have, like a, ch- like, a family and a career. And this lady was like, yeah, I mean, I'm not... I don't really care, dude. Like, I'm going to rule a country, and I'm going to be a saint, and I'm going to, like, 
have a really good marriage, I suppose. You know, the usual things. So I'm going to talk about Theodora, the empress of uh, the Byzantine emperor Justinian. And she said a fat fuck you to the rules. I love that it was, already. That was a lot of... You said a lot of words together just then, and I know what they mean individually. What what words but, uh, are you confused about? Her entire, that whole thing there just <laughs> threw me oh for Oh my loop. god. Well, I mean, hopefully my story will make it seem uh, more sensical. So... Uh, now, there are a lot of contradictory portrayals of Theodora, and they all come from this one dude, and I believe his name is pronounced Procopius, and he... That sounds preposterous. It, is it a, sounds preposterous. It, is a, it sounds like <laughs> a preposterous name. So he was this one dude that wrote a bunch of... Um, it wouldn't be considered history then, but he was her contemporary, so he was writing exposés on, essentially, the royal ruling family. So I guess muckraking a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> he was, you know, he was an ancient muckraker, political, quote-unquote, scientist, I guess. Um, and he, since he was uh, her contemporary, he was using both his eyes and his imagination to write different accounts of her in his various works because, like, they're all contradictory. Imagination. I mean, I always like to write about real things with a flare of imagination. Yeah, he's like, you know what? Maybe she's like this, or maybe she's like this. You'll never know. I I kind of wish that I had known about this guy before writing literally any paper <laughs> in ever. Honestly, so that though. like a teacher, so that a teacher could be like, or a professor could be like, um, none of this is really backed up by any of the facts, and I could be like, oh, but don't you know that I'm following Procopius's method yeah. of just adding fucking imagination <laughs> where I feel it fits? I used my eyes and creative liberties. Thank you. <laughs> Emphasis on the creative liberties. Uh, I'm using Procopius's method of bullshitting my way through this assignment. Yeah, it's like the scientific method, except this one is less Procopius, reliable. A.K.A. Bullshiticus. Bullshiticus. So he writes this work called uh, The Wars of Justinian, and in it, Theodore is portrayed as like a courageous and influential empress who saves Justinian's throne, but then he flips the script in the secret history where he is like suddenly disillusioned with the whole monarchy, and he's like, Theodora is like the most vulgar bitch I have ever heard of, and also... She does some stuff with prostitutes, underage prostitutes, may I say. Also, she's a bit of a shrew, and she's mean. I don't like her. <laughs> what a fucking three... Oh, I'm oh, sorry, 180. What Not a 180, dude. Oh, oh, also, at one point, he's like... Uh, also, I think both regents are demons because there have definitely been very real accounts of people seeing their heads leave their bodies and roam around the palace at night. I am... A reliable what? source. <laughs> just like, I... I'm sorry, heads grow spider legs and just... I... Okay. So here's the thing. Yeah. You said that 
by explaining the story, I would understand better that whole thing that you blurted out at the beginning when you were introducing this woman. And now you've introduced an entirely new ruffle yeah. in this uh, thing. I need more explanation about these roaming heads. Yeah, there are none because Procopius is using a lot of creative liberty. <laughs> oh, fair enough, fair enough. Please continue, Procopius. He's like the comment section on YouTube where it's like, hey, but did you know uh, about this theory? And people are like, I don't think that's true. And he's like, yeah, but I read an article once. And like he's, one person. He's your fucking alcoholic uncle that doesn't do any of his research and just makes shit up on his own. Yeah. So essentially it was, uh, he is a good example of people talking about this one woman who became the empress of the Byzantian Empire. And I'm going to talk about why she was special besides just being empress. And for one thing, she became empress but didn't come from a high-ranking family. Her father was a bear trainer. Her mother was a dancer and an actress. Wait, 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 wait. Go back. A bear trainer? He trained bears for the Hippodrome. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Fuck yeah. Okay, that's I all I need. Mean. I can't fucking... I, you said, you said by the end of this, I'd understand. Well, we're not at the end of this, are we? <laughs> <laughs> and also, according to Procopius, Theodora, she worked in a brothel, and she performed on stage, some of the parts including indecent exhibitions, and she also provided sexual services in the wings. So maybe that's right. Maybe what that's you're telling not. me is that a stripper became a queen, and I'm fucking about it. I mean, pretty much. So, like, through her various um, acquaintances, she eventually met Justinian. And uh, at the time, it was Roman law that people from a senatorial-ranked family cannot marry um, actresses. So Justinian went to his uncle, the Emperor Justin, And he was like, I want to marry this actress. She's so pretty. And uh, the law says it's illegal. There was an emperor named Justin? Yeah, there was an emperor named Justin who was... uh, That's fucking dope. Fuck yeah, Justin. Emperor Justin. This Justin, Emperor Justin... Is dope. I can't. I can't think of a way to end. Yeah, is dope. Yeah, dope. dude. He was. He was all about it. He was like, "Sure, I'll make that legal." So they get married, and then two years after their marriage, Justinian ascends to the throne, and Theodora, this lady who was a brothel worker, an actress, and a dancer, whose dad was a bear trainer, she becomes empress. 
Okay, so again, I'll go back to this whole, um, I thought it would make more sense. (laughs) (laughs) It's still not quite getting there, but please, I need to know more. I just gotta say that this story has been a fucking (laughs) roller coaster, dude, and I'm here for it. I'm strapped in. Yeah, so she becomes empress. So she has all of these wild experiences, and then she suddenly is in the zeitgeist of ruling an entire empire. And also, she has an illegitimate daughter. So there we go. She has her family together. I love this. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah! So we started from the bottom, and now we're here. But she... Started from my dad being a bear trainer and me being a prostitute and also having an illegitimate daughter and now I'm empress and I have my own court and an official entourage and also I make a lot of laws. Call up Marky Mark, she's got entourage. Dude, she's doing so well. And it's really cool because when riots broke out against Justinian's rule in 532, (laughs) all the officials were like, yeah, we should go. We don't really want to die. This seems a little bit too spicy. And she was like, well, you know what they say. And they were like, no, Theodora, we don't know what they say. And she's like, royal purple is the noblest of shrouds. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) I can't with this story. I don't know what's coming next. (laughs) So all the officials are like, oh, yeah, you're right. And her husband was like, we should at least try to fight back, I guess. (laughs) No! These officials are just like, yeah, that seems like sound advice. That seems like very sound (laughs) advice. And Justinian's like, you know, we haven't even tried to fight back, so we should just, like, send out a mild force, right? And so they immediately suppress the rebellion and they save the throne. So good job, Theodora, for suggesting that they do literally the bare minimum. Um, Congrats, babe. You did it. Congrats, babe. You thwarted the rebellion. Congrats, babe. So after these rebellions, which took place because people were upset about religion and taxes... Uh, there was a flurry of rebuilding and like I'm talking about major infrastructure projects like bridges and aqueducts and 25 churches including the Hagia Sophia with its solid silver throne which I'm sure sat really well with the people who were rebelling because of high taxes. I was about to say okay you just talked about the two things that people always rebel about which is taxes and the church like yeah come on that's the obvious choice so she helped raise taxes and she also built more churches fuck yeah go her (laughs) like I'm not one to build more churches but I mean when in Rome when in eastern Rome actually yeah when in eastern Rome you got it Well, also, the Hagia Sophia is considered one of the most beautiful building in, buildings in the world. So, like, I give it a pass. True. All right. Um, it's okay to use tax money to build something as long as it's pretty. It, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Right? <laughs> but she wasn't just about, you know, building infrastructure. She was also about, like, helping underprivileged women and buying girls who had been sold to brothels, freeing them and providing for their futures. Uh, she made pimping a criminal offense, 
And right, I'm back on her side. I'm yeah, back dude, on her side. I'm back on her side. And then Procopius chimes back in. Look, here's the thing. I was on her side since she said, let's do the bare minimum. And <laughs> it worked. She's my fucking dream woman right dude, now. Dude, she's so good. She's so good. I'm a good. fucking procrastinator to the core. This woman said, let's fucking skate by. And it fucking <laughs> she, worked. She's like, let's literally do anything. And her husband's like, we'll give it a go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess we'll try. So at this point, when she's trying to help, like, these these women who had been sold into brothels, you know, have a better life, like, and she provided a convent for them, Procopius chimes back up. And he's like, I don't think these girls wanted to go into a convent, all right? I bet they're trying to escape to go back to their other life in the brothels and slavery, which I think... I don't think he knows what he's talking about at this point. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Dude, nope. I hate Procopius so much. But um, with her help, Justinian expanded rights of women, giving them property ownership after divorce, and he instituted the death penalty for rape. So amen, brother. Amen. Yeah, and you could no longer kill your wives for adultery. So thank you, Theodora and Justinian. We're Fuck very... yes. Okay, so what you're telling me is... That we have a lot of reasons to love this woman. Yeah, we Absolutely. just like we have a lot of reasons that to like her. That she's the runner-up for uh, Alice Roosevelt's title of best woman ever. Yeah, okay. she's she's doing well. Look, Zach, I know, I know, I, I took it a step too far, but I said runner-up. <laughs> yeah. Okay, no, 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 no. runner-up. My my thing was, I was about to say. As much as in my heart, Alice Roosevelt is the women for women of all women, she is definitely a fucking close second. This fucking woman, oh my god. Oh, yeah, dude. Yes. She's just kind of cool. And, like, the, the, <laughs> the reason why I said, you know, a lot of people tell women, at least nowadays, and, you know, throughout history, you kind of can't have it all. She kind of worked to give women it all. Right. Uh, she got, got told that women cannot have it all, and she said, fuck you, I'm taking what I want. Yeah. And, and I love her. She also did it with in tandem with a husband that did not share her religious views. Like, they both supported two different religious factions in the city that were constantly fighting against each other, but they still worked well together. And that's kind of nice as well. And as a final thing in this story, Procopius can go fuck himself as a historian, because I don't know what the fuck he was doing. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we can say that about a number of historians. Oh, a thousand like, percent. During that time, who used what we call creative liberties during their histories. But yeah, no, this this was a bad bitch, and fuck, if she is not amazing, I am in absolute awe. But, you know... What's his name again? Like, his I name can't was, pronounce it right. No, you can't. It's like a weird name, and I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right, but it is spelled Procopius. like Procopius, you know. Procopius. Procopius. Yeah. Procopius can go fuck himself. Yeah. <laughs> go fuck yourself, He's like, Procopius. You know, I could use my eyes, but I could also use my imagination. <laughs> <laughs> I could use my mind's eye to make it up as I fucking go. Honestly, like... <laughs> Like Matt said at the beginning of this, I wish I had known that was an option in college. Right? Yeah. I I literally 
I don't see how you couldn't wish this was an option. Yeah, because Procopius I'm going to teach my kids about Procopius. Yeah, dude. Just so that if a teacher ever brings it up, they can be like, I'm using Procopius' method. And the teacher can be like, what the fuck does that even mean? And I'll be like, this episode of fucking What the Fuck History will tell you everything about yeah, it. Yeah, tell you everything that you need to know about Procopius. You could have used you, actual if sources. If you can deal with a few swear words. Yeah, only a few. There's only a few. Yes, only a few. Just only a, a few. fucking few. Fuck, 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 fuck. Well, now there's more. There's... Okay, we're not gonna... We're not... I don't know that we want to go that far, Okay, Zach. well then... We have an American audience. That's fuck true. ass titties. Let's earn that explicit tag. And everything I said before this definitely made it into the bloopers. So sign up for our Patreon <laughs> so you can understand what I just said without it being cut. That's true. Yeah, fuck yeah. Sign up for our Patreon that we haven't invented yet, but we're working on it in the future sometime. That's some... <laughs> but anyway, that was my story. Um, and I think our, yeah, our last person... Of the evening. I don't like to be described as last, but I'll take it, I suppose. We saved the best for last, darling. Oh, girl! Yes! Stroke my ego! <laughs> nice guys do finish last, <laughs> so you are the nice guy, I guess. Oh, God. If I'm ever described as a nice guy, fucking kill well, me. Well, it's not with a capital N. Uh, oh, alright. Yeah. Nice guy trademark. What <laughs> nice if I'm the bad guy? Duh. I'm Duh. a bad guy. Duh. Don't at me, Billy Eilish. Don't at me. Don't <laughs> talk to me. Or do. Or do, or do at us, Billy Eilish. Fucking or do. please. Yeah, I really want to know. Listen to our podcast. I want to know where you get the goo because I also want the goo that you have in every. Okay. We need to stop. You have it in every <laughs> music video, and I just want to know where you get it, girl. The goo. Yeah, where you get, get the goo. Get it, girl. Get it, get it, girl. Anyways, okay. So, in current events, uh, you guys are all aware of the Ever Given, uh, which is the ship that is, or was, up until recently, blocking the Suez Canal. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And the memes about it? Uh, oh, my God. Chef's kiss. Molto bene. Have been hilarious. Uh, but as I was browsing the internets, uh, one of the hilarious memes that I saw reminded me of the story that I'm about to tell you guys. So fucking strap in. I've been I've strapped, strapped in since the first meat shower mentioned. So hell yeah. Uh, so you'll be ready for the second meat shower mention. No. Here we what? go. Please. Uh, I'm gonna take you guys. I'm gonna take you guys back to uh, 1970 in Oregon. Oregon? Got it. The Oregon? <laughs> that, was, Oregon. that was like a Caribbean, o Caribbean Oregano? moment. It's like... Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I once read the word laboratory as laboratory because I had only ever heard it in fucking Dexter's lab. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I got laughed out of a classroom. But so. I still say it as laboratory, as I yeah, say. Yeah, no kidding. It's how it deserves to be said. So what happens so anyways, in the state of Oregano? <laughs> yeah, I will tell you about the state of oregano. I want to know. Uh, November 9th, a sperm whale yeah. weighing eight tons uh, washed ashore, and it was obviously dead, as most things that wash ashore are. Maybe. Back in those days, uh, in the 1970s, beaches were, for some un 
knowable reason controlled by the state's highway division. What? Ah, uh, yes. Well, they are they're the highways of water. Water highways. The water highways. Water I'm highway. on the so, highway um, to sand. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have a ton of experience with, you know, what happens if a whale washes ashore because no fucking hadn't. shit, huh? They're like a whale washed ashore called D.O.T. <laughs> the whales also hadn't washed all the way up to the fucking street. So they were like, well, this this sand stuff is kind of, it's a weird thing. We're going to ask people that have more experience with this sand stuff. Uh, we're going to call the United States Navy. That sounds reasonable. So they... <sighs> Bring in the fucking seals. We have a whale. <laughs> send in to send in the seals. Um, so they contact the United States Navy and they're like, "Hey, we got this dead whale. What the fuck do we do?" the The consultation that they have with the United States Navy, uh, a best course of action is decided. And just in case you hadn't already <laughs> guessed, the best way to remove a whale corpse according to the united states navy was can i guess can i guess yeah go for blow it. it up yeah yeah yes! dynamite baby fuck yeah dynamite. <laughs> and boom goes the dynamite the the general thought um from uh the navy and the engineer that was on scene was that essentially what they were hoping to do with the dynamite was they were going to blow up this whale and it would make nice bite-sized chunks for the carrion birds that roam beaches. So, like, seagulls and that Wait kind of shit. Wait a minute. Seagulls and, are uh, carrion birds? Because I'm going to look at the market basket knows. parking no, lot I'm, a lot different now. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> the market they, uh, basket they, graveyard, you mean? I don't <laughs> The market <laughs> basket graveyard. But no, their their hope was that it would would be picked up by carrion bird and scavenger type animals, and of course that worked beautifully. Uh, so that's that's the end of my story. Damn. I doubt that. I, was, I fucking I was doubt like, that. Wait, what? So there was a little debate, uh, a little bit of back and forth with regards to just how much uh, explosives you use to blow up. A beached whale. Yeah, I'm gonna make a callback um, to the first episode uh, by saying, "How much C4 does it take to blow up a whale? The world may never know." Well, I also imagine You're there's not exactly right. an equation that no, that really sure. gives you that exact answer. Like, we're gonna have to go to MIT for this. Yeah, what's the yeah. fucking version of the Pythagorean theorem that tells you how much explosives you need for a fucking whale? And why wasn't I taught that in school? I can't wait for this to be in math books. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, so you've got a dead whale on a beach. A whale it is weighs... traveling to San Francisco at 50 miles an hour. <laughs> it weighs 16,000 pounds. How much dynamite is needed to... So anyways, there's a debate that goes back and forth about, like, how much dynamite is needed to blow up an entire whale. And they settle on half a ton. Mm. So it's roughly a thousand pounds of dynamite. That oh, right. only half a ton of dynamite for a full whale. Only half whale. a ton, no, yeah, for correct. a full-blown whale. I'm, 
For an eight-ton whale, I guess the conversion <laughs> the conversion is for eight tons of whale, you need one half ton of dynamite. To just clear that sucker. Away. You guys can't see me, but I am nodding my head knowingly. So what you're saying is one yeah, sixteenth of, of dynamite, one sixteenth of a ton per ton of whale. Listen, I don't know math. I, yeah, Zach, I will agree with you. I haven't for the said sake this in a while. Uh, what I'm saying I'm is, <laughs> I was going to say my drunk brain somehow does better math than my sober brain. Well, so it's like uh, that episode of The Office when they find out that one guy does math really well when pies are involved, but not any other. So anyways, uh, it's important to note that there was a veteran nearby or in the town with explosives experience who said that he thought 20 sticks of dynamite would be enough. Yeah, that Just sounds, 20. That sounds more but, correct. But nobody... Uh, nobody listened to Wow, it. nothing has changed since the 1970s. Like, Never yeah. listen to the person who says less explosives are better. Well, also, End don't listen to the experts, too, you know? like I mean, it's a valid thought, though. Like, well, the train of thought, at least for me, is like, okay, we're sitting on an eight-ton whale, and you're going to throw just 20 sticks of dynamite in it and hope that that does the trick? That would seem far-fetched to me, but, like, dynamite is dynamite. But they literally could have... So this was done by the Department of Transportation. Or, no. No, the the Highway uh, Department. Yeah, the Highway Division. Um, So, like, the Highway Division is responsible, and, you know, people, I guess, can at me for being incorrect on this. But I'm assuming they have to be in contact with people who, you know, actually build fucking highways. And what do you have to do to build... Well, they did have... They did have, yeah, they had an engineer on site, and he, uh, he was chosen for this job because his boss was away well like my my (laughs) whole thought in saying this is you do need to use explosives to get through like solid things of of granite you know when you're building these major highways that are going through you know mountains or just like bedrock yeah get one of those guys like (laughs) the guy who who blows up mountains to put highways through should also be the guy we talked to about putting a hole yeah, in a that's, fucking just, whale. That's what I'm saying, though. They, like... Like, consult The highway him. division has engineers. This guy is, like, the second-string engineer, and he's called in to oversee this project because his boss is not available. And he's, like... He's, like, dynamite sounds pretty good to me. Oh, yeah, so, what like, we're saying yeah. is... Instead of having Tom Brady on the field, we called up Jimmy Garoppolo... <laughs> Sports reference from about a couple years ago. Hell yeah, fucking <laughs> And we were like, Jimmy, Jimmy G, win us the Super Bowl, hashtag sports, and he's America, like, let's get ready. He's like, I don't think I have the experience for this. And they're like, well, too bad. <laughs> Throw you hey. into the fray. Hey, you want to know what that joke was? Yeah, what? That joke was just in time for me to get back to my fucking story. So, this veteran says that 26 of dynamite will be enough and nobody listens. So, the plan's in place. Uh, The dynamite is procured and everything is set into motion. And on November 12th, at precisely 3.45 in the afternoon, the second meat shower occurred. (laughs) Because they set off this fucking dynamite and... 
much to nobody's surprise, it didn't go the way anyone thought that it well, would. Well, no, that's not true. It went exactly how that one veteran thought it would. Thought it would, exactly. <laughs> so, it launched pieces of whale blubber up to 800 feet away into the nearby town. Yes. And according to Wikipedia, the explosive expert that had said, like, oh, 20 pieces of dynamite will do, had his brand new truck flattened by a massive piece of whale blubber. He had apparently won the truck in a neighboring city, which had a get a whale of a deal promotion. (laughs) And that's... (laughs) That sounds like a crazy coincidence to me, but it could also be true, so I don't I'm not really sure. I am so loving this. <laughs> Just in case people are gonna give me shit for using Wikipedia to research, all the other articles that I tried to look this up on uh were behind a paywall, which is annoying and it limits my ability to get more knowledge. Yeah, dude, we don't have time to get onto JSTOR, alright? So I legitimately could not research this any further because fucking Washington Post was like, hey, can you disable your ad blocker? And I said, no thanks. No thank you. How about new? <laughs> so the engineer that I was describing earlier that called uh, the second string engineer uh, that got called in said that uh, their plan worked perfectly except that the charges made a funnel under the whale which caused the explosion to blow back. And to me, that sounds a lot like our plan worked, except not at all. Yeah. <laughs> we would have it gotten worked, away but, uh... with it if it wasn't for <laughs> physics. <laughs> we would have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't for you meddling physics. Hell yes. But there was a reporter on the scene that day who is quoted as saying, It might be concluded that should a whale ever be washed ashore in Lane County again... Those in charge will not only remember what to do, they'll certainly remember what not to do. And that statement was put to test in 1979 when 41 whales beached uh, and died. And instead of dynamite, they fucking nuked them! They dropped the fucking bomb on them, buddy! I was about to say that as a joke. But you just told me they actually fucking nuked 40 whales? No, I'm fucking joking. They lit them on fire. Oh, okay. I was going to be like, well, it didn't work from below. Try it from the top. (laughs) Can we just roll the whales over, place some mines on the beach, and then roll them back? Oh, my goodness. In 1979, 41 whales beached themselves and died uh, pretty much in the same, not in the same place, obviously, but, like, pretty close by. And uh, instead, they just, like, let them get to a point where they were rotting, and they just lit the bodies on fire and then buried the remains afterwards. I mean, I guess when nothing else works, arson is the case. (laughs) Um... (laughs) That reminds me of your uh, D&D character this past session. (laughs) <laughs> Which one? When in doubt, da- Sigurd. When in doubt, uh, when in doubt the bar on fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hell um, yeah, uh, hell yeah. Listeners, please be noted that we do not condone the acts of arson. However, when in doubt, fucking when light it doubt. on fire. <laughs> when in doubt, whip the Molotov out. Whip the Molotov out, yeah. The, the best part about this is, like, I... 
I'm glad they learned their lesson about not trying to blow up a whale into bite-sized chunks. I'm glad they decided that vulture nuggies was the worst idea ever. <laughs> vulture nuggies. Trademark. Dude, the crazy, the best thing about this story that I read, too, is that the effect to get scavengers to eat the uh, the remains of this whale, too, like failed initially because the sound of the blast scared away <laughs> no all fucking of the birds. shit yeah and then they were so startled they started puking everywhere and caused <laughs> another meat shower they they started time puking they started uh, in time Kentucky. puking back into 1879 yeah, time puking remains. trademarked just kidding, Born it was Tacoma, whales. Time puke. Yes, all these vultures, who I'm now picturing as, like, anthropomorphic Disney villains, jumped into their Ford Tacoma and said, um, get back to 1879, we need to bleep up all over Kentucky. Yeah, this one football field worth of Kentucky. Football field and then half of a football oh, field. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's get it right. I honestly Let's can't picture how long that right. is. <laughs> <laughs> all right but that's it for my story and in one of those weird twists that we seem to do uh zach and i had very similar stories without planning it ahead yeah. of time no so. man that it's was a- unplanned totally and apparently the meat parade is forever just incredible just incredible um that was more uh visceral meat than playing doom on a weekend yeah. uh hell yeah, yeah. I don't um, know if that'll make the cut. It was pretty bad joke. Hardy <laughs> horror. It was a pretty bad joke. <laughs> uh, Even uh, I know uh, that was not my best. <laughs> uh, right. I think that brings us to the end of our episode, unless we have other things to do. I mean, just in case we can't think of anything. Can we think of anything else? Like, do we have anything else? Um, Megan, do you have anything? No, I was going to say we could talk about uh, some of the Todays in History that we... The honorary runner-ups the honorary of Today in History. runners-ups, uh, if you yeah. wanted to. Why don't you, yeah, why don't you throw us an honorary runner-up? Okay, so uh, Today in History in 1918, um, along with Spanish influenza, daylight savings time goes into effect throughout the United States for the first time, so I'm glad that the government had time to do something so useless. Fuck daylight savings time. Fuck it right up the ass. I'm sorry, that's my two cents. I'm out. <laughs> no, dude, I hate it, too. Uh, I really have a bone to pick because... Um, when I, I'm an, I'm pretty much a night owl, so every time daylight savings time happens, whether it's we're falling back or springing forward, my mom has to remind me. And this last time when we sprang forward, she's like, okay, just remember, um, we're kind of like losing an hour. And I was like, okay, just remind me what that means again. And she's like, so when it hits 2 a.m., it's actually 3 a.m. And I'm like, oh, my God. I can't be awake for that. I can't comprehend this. I'm like this... daylight savings time is worse than a meat shower, apparently. So you know what? I actually read an article uh, in the fall when we were doing this bullshit, except backwards, <laughs> yeah. and it said that there are more car accidents and less productivity at work among people in the United States during these times because it yeah. messes with our circadian rhythms so much 
Well, no shit. Like, you're telling me, okay, cool, I have to tell my brain and body that we're going to mess with time. Although time is an arbitrary thing made up by humans. So we're going to just, you know, decide that this time is not this time anymore? Yeah, no, just kidding. That's a terrible idea. Yeah, and there are people... You know, you saying time that many times reminded me of that movie In Time with uh, Justin... Timberlake? Oh, hell yeah. Not a good movie, but I mean, it just, I just want you all to know that I have ADHD and my mind makes jumps, leaps. Nope. As soon as you said it, I understood what you meant. I've never seen that movie (laughs) in my life, but I knew what you meant. That movie's straight garbage, but Justin Timberlake is a a cute man. I'm cuter, but that's just my personal opinion. But yeah, anyway, that was that was kind of the only one that I wanted to talk about. Jump um, back to you. Also, honorary mention. Yeah, that was that was the biggest honorary mention because I have such a bone to pick with daylight savings time. Uh, really not a fan of it. But also in 1980, President Jimmy Carter deregulates the banking industry, which um, I also don't know how to feel about. Yeah, no, I mean. The gold standard and all that other shit, like, deregulates the... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Richard Nixon when he's like, we're going off the gold standard and going to the trust standard, which is the stupidest fucking thing I have ever heard. However, deregulating the banking system is also pretty fucking dumb. I just hear deregulation, and I'm just like, hmm, this will help no one but a select few. (laughs) Yeah, right? I mean, this is America. We help no one but the select few. Yeah. Uh, welcome to America. Give us your poor so we can make them poorer. <laughs> this just in, the poor deserve to be exploited. Amen, brother. But that's it. That's all that's I it. had. That's all we that's got. It. <laughs> that's it. I just want to say, for a very particular super fan out there, uh, this just in, if you can count the amount of times that we've used your name in this episode, uh, we'll give you some goodies. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. That's a promise. That's a promise that I'm making on behalf of all of us that I didn't run by the rest of my co-stars. Well, so like, actually, but I'm about it. You know what? I think we should be more explicit about it. Um, if you guys don't mind, uh, I feel love free. it when you're explicit. Okay, today. amazing. So. So uh, let's go. For this it. actually really made my week. Um, there is. I think it's safe to say that it made all of our weeks. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. So we actually do have a fan, and his name is Justin, and he was commenting on some of our on one of our Instagram posts, and he said that like he's listened to all of our episodes twice over, and he's recommended it to people, and um, he can't wait for the next episode to come out so us doing which, surprise surprise justin is this yeah, fucking episode this just is, which i think we're titling this just in <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely so i think like it's it's really nice that you like it so much and that you look forward to the new ones coming out and that you've recommended it to people so we just wanted to say thanks and also i did particularly pick uh emperor justinian's wife with his uncle emperor justin for you (laughs) i mean yes and i think that that it's great i mean i'm gonna say thank you because you both have said thank you and now i feel out of place so i'm gonna say thank you justin 
so I'm not left out. But also, it is it is pretty great to see. I have a boring day job that I work at, and then for a whole day straight, it was just a bunch of Instagram notifications of Justin being like, you guys are cool, and it did make my day as well. Um, so thanks for that, and also because I also do all of our social media Justin, this is not a step on your toes, but I'm going to make the obligatory, you know, we don't advertise at all. So if you want to be as cool as Justin is, you know, tell your friends about what we do because share us as creepy as Matt says it. Yeah, share us. We we love it when you do that because we love doing this and we love making people's days like Justin, who, you know, told us that we're the reason he gets through some of his work days. And Justin, you're the reason I get through some of my work days because holy heck, it's fun to do this stuff. So, you know, thanks for for all your support, everyone who does support us. And especially you, Justin. Congratulations, you got a special episode. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, I got no more questions. I got no more thoughts. I got nothing else left in the tank, guys. Yep. Oh, uh, well then, hang on. Uh... No, sorry, I was just watching my door to see if Zach was going to steal this fucking bit, too, but he didn't show up, so I guess I'll handle it. What the fuck, history? from the triumvirate productions and what the fuck history we encourage you to tell a friend we don't pay for any ads so the best way to get us out there is to talk to other people about us you can find us on facebook at the triumvirate productions on twitter at triumvirate underscore pod and on instagram at the underscore triumvirate underscore productions hold up what was that Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 